Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So your intention is to rebuild trust, but your emotion of anger is saying, I want to destroy, which is why it's so important to process your emotions so that your emotions don't hijack the rebuilding process. Mm. Are you going to be able to respect my boundaries? Because if you can respect my boundaries, I can trust you. Mm. But if you don't want to respect my boundaries, how can I trust you? Mm. I think that's the bigger question you have to look at. You cannot be entitled to your position in someone's life. That's another. Oh, that's good. I can remove you from your position. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about rebuilding trust. Yes, sis, on the back of last week's conversation about forgiveness, we are going to be talking about the next steps going forward. If you do decide to reconcile after you forgive someone, how do you go about rebuilding? building trust and also if you have decided to forgive yourself and let go of the shame of the past mm-hmm. how do you go about rebuilding trust with yourself mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be talking about in this week's episode however we have a ding 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 dilemma let's get into it okay I believe this is a sister all the way from Kenya. Yes, it is. Okay. Hi, ladies. I started listening to you girls recently and I feel like I'm at a good place in my growth trajectory. Mm -hmm. You ladies have helped me take accountability for a lot of my shortcomings and appreciate myself more for my growth. Sending so much love from Kenya. So, I know, right? So, to my dilemma, I'd like to believe I'm a very smart woman as I'll be graduating with my engineering degree soon. However, a few years back, I applied to college, Mm -hmm. Ivy Leagues, and Elite. Mm for hope of better opportunities unfortunately i got rejected and had to study at home while all my friends got in a few years later i've done well for myself with Mm. internships at top companies i'm a very beautiful woman but not by conventional standards so i've always led with my intellect however it's nearing summer and my friends will be home every time i'm around them i feel less of myself like i can't match up to their sophisticated ivy educated brains Mm. I'm not jealous of them at all, but I'd really like advice on how to continue with these friendships when they bring out my insecurities. Any advice will be helpful. Wow. What an interesting dilemma. First of all, big up all our sisters in Kenya. Like, oh, it's always so heartwarming to hear where TMS folks are listening in from (laughs) because we're just shocked that y'all from London are paying attention. (laughs) It's crazy to hear Uh that um, sisters in Lafrique are listening. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not la freak la frica um are listening in so that's real cool big up all of the kenyan sisters listening in um and sis big up you i think that was such an eloquently put and self-aware dilemma mm. i think sis has already flagged up a couple of things that are super important in engaging with your friends moving forward and engaging and seeing yourself right mm-hmm. i love the fact that sis was self-aware enough to call herself beautiful and then i hear the acknowledgement of you like not being conventionally um pretty um by society standards but the fact that you see yourself as, as beautiful necessary and Mm. i'm sure you are absolutely stunning Stunning. heartbreaker you are um so (laughs) 
from somebody that is okay let me start with the fact that coming from an ivy league university it ain't all there and the people that you meet there they ain't all there mm-hmm. in the sense of we can sometimes create these perceptions of people being better or superior due to proximity to certain things that society values um above others that being an ivy league education and whilst there's definitely some pros to go into an ivy league institution um and we've definitely benefited insofar as our capacity to articulate ourselves and you know being able to hold conversations and debates and all that kind of stuff we're actually nearing a time in our generation whereby not that systemic education is being devalued but other forms of education are starting to really like come into themselves and they're really starting to be valuable and as much as it's great to attend a formal institution there's so many other ways that you can you know increase your value both in the job market but also as a contributor to society Mm -hmm. you're doing a whole you're literally about to graduate from a master's in engineering Mm -hmm. like sis you're really like intelligent you are smart you Mm -hmm. are doing really really difficult things and Yes, maybe your friends may have gone to all of these like core cool Ivy League institutions, but you by your own right need to understand that you're pursuing something that's difficult yeah. and something that is allowing you to reach um, breadth and depth in a subject that I'm sure a lot of your friends may not actually match up to. So it's really about seeing the value that you can bring and seeing the value in the experiences that you have, not necessarily as something that is opposed or lesser than, but something that's actually just different, but equally as valuable. Yeah. Not everybody's going to have your insights, not everybody's going to have your intellect, and you don't necessarily need validation from an Ivy League institution to understand that you're an intellectual, you are mm-hmm. smart. Um, And the fact that there's so many really important life lessons and really important things that we learn about ourselves and the world, Mm. which don't come from formal institutions. They come from learned experiences. They come from relationships. They come from things that you do outside of school. So I would definitely encourage you to really cast your net very, very wide when you're thinking about what are the building blocks that are necessary for you to be somebody that is functioning well in society? And I think there can definitely, this is coming from an Ivy Leaguer, there can definitely be an, like, we overinflate the value that going to an Ivy League institution has on us in terms of being a contributor to society, in terms of being superior or whatnot. Yes, there's definitely pros, but there's also cons as well insofar Mm. as, you know, think about the fact that your friends may have been away from home for an extended period of time. Mm. Um, I definitely feel that, at least for me, being somebody that is part of the diaspora, sometimes there is quite a bit of a disconnect or a distance, um, you know, studying or being in some of these ivy towers. So there's that sense of remove whilst you've actually had the lived experience of, you know, being in that community Mm. and being um in your home and actually like really living in the thick of it so there's really pros and cons to all experiences and i definitely encourage you to really take solace and be empowered by the fact that you have unique experiences you have an intellect that is extremely superior if you're doing anything in stem i genuinely think everyone that does stem is a genius by the form i'm just like oh i don't know how y'all be doing all that (laughs) stuff you know maths or whatnot um i remember when courtney was doing like a level maths i used to just look at her like girl i don't know how you're doing all that (laughs) Um, but I wish you all the best from afar. <laughs> um, so understanding that your source of power, your source of intellect, your mm. source of smarts and your experiences come from um, different places, but mm. that doesn't mean that they're any less valuable. Mm. So yes, you have different experiences, but I would definitely encourage you to really take power in that. Mm. And if it's de- like genuinely 
have conversations with your friends. You might actually be surprised to hear about some of their experience at these institutions. Mm -hmm. I think we can also think that by virtue of going to, you know, these places that we see as like inherently good or smart or superior, we think that the product, which is the person, is going to be this perfect, sophisticated, etc, etc. I could tell you categorically that's not the case. so yeah, that's what not I would say. Anyway, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I think you're spot on. Like, the question is not around whether you are intelligent or not. And sorry, sis, I have a very like my throat is killing me, <laughs> <sighs> but I'm gonna give it all, gat. Um, yeah, but in terms of like intelligence, you are intelligent. There is no doubt about it. I think it's more so you are just like you said you've got an insecurity but also you just have this belief which is because they went to these ivy league universities or these elite universities i can't i can't be as smart as them or i just feel like i'm not as smart as them and i think that kind of imposter syndrome does lead to Mm. self-fulfilling prophecy Mm. and i think it's not that you were displaying that you're less intelligent, but it's probably knocking the confidence out of you. And I think when it comes to having intellectual conversations or even just displaying, you know, your full personality and being comfortable around people, it really does come down to confidence. And this belief is probably limiting your confidence. So I would definitely say like, it's less of a thing of needing to navigate your friendships when I get that the request is, how do I navigate my friendships whilst they bring out the insecurities in me. But I think it's about like Renee's basically just described, like realizing that there's actually no reason to be insecure and it's not to invalidate your feelings. However, I think you may have built up this image um, and it may be uh, fueled by also maybe your disappointment or your, Mm -hmm. you know, sadness at the fact that you didn't get into these Ivy League institutions and there may be a bit of a comparison which has crept in. Um, But I think it's about appreciating what you have, what you've been able to do. You're doing all these dope internships about to go into engineering like that is so dope and Mm. bringing your view of the world and bringing your experiences really does make you worth listening to um and I think as soon as you start thinking I actually am as smart as these people you're going to start killing it right you're going to start showing up really as your best self and I think it's more so about the confident aspect of things if you have got friends I don't know if you detailed this in the dilemma, even though I just read it, but like if your friends do make you feel less than, then mm. you need new friends. <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. I don't think your friends are trying to make you feel less smart. Um, I think it's maybe they have one thing about going to like elite unis is you definitely find a way because of the teaching style in a lot of these institutions, you definitely feel more confident expressing yourself and expressing your beliefs. Um, And that can come across as intimidating. However, I think if you find yourself intimidated by that, or it's something you identify that you are lacking in for some reason, it's a skill that can be sharpened outside of these institutions. Mm -hmm. Don't think that you have to have gone to an Ivy League or an elite institution in order to find a way to express yourself especially when having intellectual conversations to be honest you and your friends are probably not going to be having intellectual conversations 24 7 Mm. um but you may be feeling like you might not have as much confidence expressing yourself and i will say that these institutions do give you a lot of confidence to be able to express yourself however like i said that confidence can be cultivated in other spaces and you've already been in those spaces you probably worked in organizations you've already gone to uni like all of these things allow you to build confidence in your own voice and in your own knowledge and so 
definitely stand firm in the fact that you have a voice, you have a great voice, you have a great story, um, and you have as much, you know, right to speak up in spaces as much as your friends do. Don't invalidate your own story or your own voice just because, you know, you don't have a particular uni on your CV. Along the, like, I, I don't even talk about my uni anymore. I, actually, this weekend, I'm getting a master's degree um, from my uni. What? Absolutely crazy and insane. I ain't going to use it. <laughs> not right now <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of fun on those cobbled stones that they love to have in these if that's one thing these unis are good for is the cobbled stones Sharon. but like a lot of these things are more so symbolic mm. you know and the world really is your oyster like mm. there was a time when i was what when we were 16 17 18 where we thought this would be the whole world yeah. this would be everything and then five years later you're kind of like ah, next yeah, you know, or like you no longer want to be defined by I went here, I did, you know, and I did that. I think that's a bit, and then I think it's a bit moist. Like yeah. you're 25, 26, 27, and you're still talking about the fact you went to Oxbridge yeah. or you went to like, what have you yeah. done since? That's yeah. my personal view. And I think you have the luxury of being like, I'm yelling. I'm not just. Because it's easy to just become be pigeonholed. Talking about what? my biggest claim is the fact that when I was 18, I got into It's like, well, it's been 35 years since. What you've done? But you know, there's those people that are really like attached. A hundred percent. I think it's, it's a bit boring. <laughs> it's a bit boring. It's a bit boring. It's a bit bland. It's a bit gray. Alarm. For me, alarm. Like... That's- I get it. I get it. It's a part of your identity, but it cannot be all that you are. Mm. Um, And don't fall into the belief that this would make such a big part of who you are and you not getting in has now left kind of a dent in who you are. It really isn't that big of a deal. Trust me. As people have been, it's great. It opens doors, but you've already had doors open for you. So it's it's a tool that you don't really need right now. So yeah, I hope that was encouraging. That was basically a wider conversation about our beliefs about these stupid institutions, not stupid, woo, these institutions. Mm. Um, But yeah, sis, we're sending you all the love. We hope that you're okay. We hope that you and your friends really do grow in your friendship, but also that you develop the confidence to just exist in these spaces in the fullness of who you are, because the fullness of who you are is beautiful. It's worthy. It's enough. Okay. All right. So let's get into today's conversation about building trust with yourself and with others i could have found a better way to segue into this but like i said (laughs) my throat she said right now it's bare minimum you know when you open a website it's html or even the floor it's 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 the skeleton you know there's even some pages 404 not found you won't find find what you're looking i'm trying my absolute best i hear it so firstly before I think before we actually talk about how to rebuild trust, Mm -hmm. I think we should talk about knowing the difference between, how do you know the difference between, okay, I've forgiven someone. Mm. Do I rebuild Mm. or do I let it go? How do you know the difference? Interesting. I love this question. I really do actually love this question because funnily enough, one thing that I've actually been looking into a lot more is boundaries and understanding how to build like your own value and belief system. Mm. And I think it's actually, you will not be able to tell the difference between a violation that can be forgotten and rebuilt and one that actually has to continue to persevere if you don't have an understanding of your own personal beliefs values and your own mission statement yeah so you need to be able to define for yourself what are the key actions or intentions that if these boundaries are crossed 
we are not able to rebuild or we'll be able to rebuild. And it's different for everybody, right? For some people, um, you know, some boundaries being crossed can be rebuilt. Yeah. Um, thinking about like, I think the issue when we think about building trust and relationships and all that kind of stuff is we tend to veer towards romantic relationships. Yeah. So it becomes unclear when we start thinking about platonic um, friendships and relationships because we're actually not sure, okay, what do we think is a clear socially defined crossing of the boundary? Mm -hmm. um, so for example, if you are somebody that is peaceful at heart, you do not like conflict, you do not like you know being hit or whatnot, you're in a physical altercation with your friend. For some people, that might be a boundary completely done. I don't, like, I'm a peaceful person. I don't really like fighting. Mm. I think that that boundary cannot be rebuilt. Mm. For others who may not necessarily see, you know, fighting as an issue, but more so they don't see it as like a deal breaker, mm. that might be something that can be rebuilt or, you know, overcome. Again, it stems from what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about relationships and what do you believe about the world? Mm. Um, the different things that can inform these kind of choices and these boundaries can be things like faith. It can be things like your environment, your culture, mm -hmm. the way you actually want to navigate the world. But I think the very first step in understanding whether you actually want to rebuild or close the door in a, on a particular relationship is understanding what do you actually believe? What do mm. you care about? Who are you in reference to the world? Once you've actually figured that out, it becomes a lot easier to navigate. Okay, cool. These are the actions or these are the behaviors that once crossed, I cannot rebuild. Yeah. Another way that you can tell whether it's a, can I rebuild this or do I need to close the door is how often has these kind of actions and behaviors been perpetrated towards you? Mm. So if you have, for example, personally for me, fool me once, okay. That's on, you know, that's on you. Fool me twice. Okay, it's starting to get a bit of an issue. For the third time, we got to close the door. Um, so again, it might be that you are the kind of person whereby a boundary is not necessarily the action or the behavior, but it's actually in the repetition of the mm. boundary of the um, breaking of the boundary or the behavior. Mm. So think about in terms of, you know, if you've got a friend that has offended you or you've offended a friend, if there's, a cycle to it it mm. might be that this relationship is actually incompatible mm. and it would be better to close the door on that chapter so i think that's also another way that you can tell okay cool does it, can we rebuild here or you know is it not possible mm. i think one of the last and this is not an exhaustive list but this is just upon reflection the third way that you can tell um the distinction is how deeply has this actually cut you mm. like how deep has trauma been perpetuated mm. towards you and I think, I think that sometimes we can, whilst healing is, is necessary and available to everybody, there are certain types of traumas that when perpetrated towards you, yeah. they've actually cut you so deeply that whilst you can heal from them, yeah. they will still leave scars. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that whilst you can forget, there will still be remembrance and there will still be scars. Mm. Um, whilst you can forgive. Precisely. So there may be, not necessarily unforgivable, um, you know, actions or behaviors, but there may be some actions and behaviors that have consequences that impact whether you can actually rebuild with this person. Right. This is a really extreme case, but it had me thinking about like, you know, like the Maury show. Yeah. Or like, you know, Jerry Springer and yeah. stuff like that. And then you've got a friend who's like cheating on their friend with like their boyfriend or something like mm -hmm. that. 
For example, if your friend were to, you know, have a relationship with your partner mm-hmm. and they were to have a child, mm-hmm. the very real consequence is you actually now have a child. Mm-hmm. And whilst you may be the kind of person where you're interested in, you know, rebuilding ETC, you may equally be the kind of person whereby because there's actually a solid consequence mm. of this relationship, of this boundary breaking, it may be hard to rebuild as things once were. Mm. And I think I'm really like nattering on. I think we no, also need no. to understand that sometimes rebuilding doesn't necessarily mean that you're building the same um, building that you had before. Really good. There's some like, really I think we need to acknowledge changes as well insofar as the relationship yeah. that may have actually been impacted by, you know, the deep pain that you have felt or have been perpetrated. Yeah. And you need to acknowledge that sometimes you will have to build a different relationship to the one that you had before, Very which true. acknowledges new boundaries, which acknowledges new value systems, which acknowledges new beliefs, but also acknowledges what we're about to come on to, which is the process of rebuilding trust. Mm. So I think sometimes we also need to dismantle this idea that we have that we can make things as they were yeah. before, because sometimes that's just not the case. Yeah. I think that's spot on. I think that's a very good list of ways to like an anal- analyze what is rebuildable and what you just have to cut off. And I think the only thing I would really add to it, and it's something that you mentioned, which was compatibility. And I love when you mm. said it, because I think if something has happened and it proves to us, okay, in this moment, mm. me and you or me and the offender, the victim and the offender, we have two very different understandings of what is allowable and what is doable in this relationship. Mm or maybe we both had a great understanding of what is allowable and what is not and yet you still violated that upon those actions let's sit and now analyze do you actually think that's okay Mm. and also how committed Mm. are you to not doing that again now that you know it hurt me and i think it's the only way you can really choose to rebuild with someone or start the journey again closely in intimacy in a relationship with someone is if you actually know how willing they are to cooperate with you. Mm. And I think what's painful about when someone does something that needs forgiveness, it's like, okay, you're doing something that's either uncooperative combative harmful whatever Mm. it may be you've done you've done something offensive did you do that on purpose Mm. did you do that because you don't understand the boundaries or and also now that you do know the boundary and i've let you know that you've crossed it how committed are you to honoring it now that it's been drawn again sometimes you may discover in that conversation of okay how do we move forward now that people actually are not willing to change and they're actually not willing to honor the thing that you've now put in place i didn't like that would prefer if it went like this for the sense like for the safety of our relationship it would actually be better if you treated me like this If they're not committed to changing, it could actually be a fundamental uh, compatibility issue. We actually don't see eye to eye on how friendships are meant to operate. And Mm. that's okay. It's good that at this junction, we've been able to identify that. Now we've got to move on and go our separate ways. We actually cannot rebuild or we cannot continue building that which we were trying to build in terms of our relationship. However, if you do discover that this person is truly sorry and they are willing to put their hands to the plow and do the work of 
changing mm. um and the same with you if you're you know down to change as well because sometimes we are the offender like if you're also down to change i think that's somebody who's worth um, and that's something worth uh rebuilding and mm. at least starting the effort and the conversation towards rebuilding because at least you know they're going to be cooperative i think one thing that makes rebuilding trust and kind of rebuilding a relationship really hard is when you're doing it on your own yeah and unfortunately and it's something we touched on last week when we were talking about forgiveness which is sometimes people use forgiveness as a full stop and the onus is put on the person who needs to forgive mm. um and it seems as though their forgiveness is what will repair the relationship but actually forgiveness is just the beginning the reparation is a labor done by the two people mm. and if you're not willing to rebuild this, me forgiving you is not enough to just repair this relationship because what it's going to do is make us just go back to where we used to be. But actually the fact that I needed to forgive you lets us know that, hey, troubleshoot, there's actually a problem. Like mm. this has been a diagnostic. There's actually a problem in our relationship. Now let's do the work to either rid ourselves of this thing or to do the work to actually make it better. And it's sad when that that work just falls on you and it can become very tiring because it's like, and it, I guess it manifests in like, you're constantly doing the work. I'm constantly making sure you're okay. Or like you're repeatedly doing the thing that caused us the issue in the first place. And I'm going to have to do the labor of forgiving and forgiving mm. and look at, and it's not even going to be forgiving. Now it's just going to be passivity It's going to be looking over, just excusing you um, and continually allowing my boundaries to be violated and to be crossed. And I don't think that's fair. And I think that's when you have to look at a relationship and say, I'm not going to do this work on my own. And if you're not committed to do this relationship with me, why should I give you something you wouldn't give me? Why should I give you trust when you're not even giving me respect. Mm. I th and I think that's a very valuable, uh, a very valid thing to look at in a relationship. Are you going to be able to respect my boundaries? Because if you can respect my boundaries, I can trust you. Yeah. But if you don't want to respect my boundaries, how can I trust you? Mm. I think that's, that's the bigger question you have to look at is, are we still compatible as friends? And are we still both equally willing to repair this relationship in a healthy way that's the question you need to ask yourself when you're looking to rebuild something and after you've forgiven someone because trust takes work it takes effort but also trust needs to be gained you know people who like they're constantly testing their friends and they're testing the people around them to mm. see you know how much do you love me mm. how much can i trust you stuff like that it's not to say become like that because i think that's quite that's quite insidious that's quite <laughs> uh, not a little bit narcissistic however i think it's important to just as life goes on, we were talking about this last week as well. Mm. Life presents problems, mm. you know. Can you gain my trust? Can you be there for me? Even not in the mm. face, like when we're not in the face of problems, do I feel safe yeah. around you? Do I feel like the way you speak to me, the way you care for me, do you love me well? I think that's a fair question to um I think that's a fair thing to assess in people. Mm. And I think that's also something we need to constantly rem remind ourselves to show up in loving well and that's how you gain trust and so the fact that you're going to forgive and you're trying to rebuild trust it goes two ways you know you're extending your arm but that person also needs to realize they've got some work to do in proving that they are trustworthy mm. and if they're not willing to do that work this relationship can't be rebuilt because it takes two it, there's two sides to yeah. this if you're not going to do your side who's going to do it yeah you know it has to i have to start filling it with lies 
not like I have to start filling in. If you don't want to avoid, yeah, because if you don't want to prove you're trustworthy, I'm gonna have to come up with all of these ideas of oh, but when they did this and maybe they are, but then at the same time, there's so much evidence that you're not. Not So not that I'm having to rack my brain to find your track record. But a lot of us do that, right? Like, uh, you see people like sometimes we do it with like our romantic partners. Does your boyfriend really love you? Well, he did, 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 and he did it. But then he also did a yeah. thousand other things that prove he doesn't. Yeah, so what's the truth? That outweigh, in fact. What's the truth? For every good thing they did, there's like 10 other bad things. Do you get what I did. mean? Or we try to rationalize people's behavior by mm. covering up for them, you know? my parents may have traumatized me not me personally but like your parents may have traumatized you or traumatized us by something that they said but you rationalize their behavior oh they were working really hard yeah they were stressed financially it doesn't stop the fact that they did something horrible you know so you've got to still realize two there's two things that need to be done here Mm. on on both our sides that's what i'd say now that we've identified um well it feels like i'm presenting a documentary now that we've identified (laughs) Soon wow come. you're crazy coming girl. to screens coming to screens <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. when you see courtney as a presenter don't be don't be shocked don't be surprised this is my practice i feel like we could have presented like the maury show or Jen i Kramer. can't i think I we would have been great i'm not a neutral person <laughs> <laughs> i feel I'm like not. we could have brought a lot more balance and harmony and i hear it i hear yeah. it but sometimes those shows need the like you know who actually needs to be called up on their offenses well, jerry Springer, oh, because he will dead ass watch people punch each other in the face and just stand there like he'll this. even move that man will move the chairs it's actually he'll so move true the chairs. he'll be like that, scrap do you know that he was going to run for like an he shouldn't have <laughs> an office he like, shouldn't have but there was a scandal which is why why he's... wouldn't there be a scandal with jerry Springer? <laughs> allegedly <laughs> Oh man. Okay. It means we're gonna I think we could have like, you know, presented like the alter ultimatum or like Love Oh, is I think they should actually like make us like, listen, Netflix, Disney Plus. Disney Plus doesn't really make shows like yeah. this. Netflix, Amazon Prime, um we could have like channel the, four bbc exactly because we I need know, but that's actually my dream yeah we need but so- that's actually my dream job <laughs> we need someone to represent the voice of the people to ask like <laughs> no represent but you know when you watch those shows and you're just like walk me through your thinking your process here, here. how, how did, did you get <laughs> you see you see you see i think we could do like reunion hosting yeah i think so or like interviews Sisters, give us a oh, interviews. Oh my god! Just, just call us. We'd Our so emails on the internet. We'd be so you can contact us oh if you're gosh. looking for a host, like expose, a presenter, interviews. a detective. That would be so good. You I know? was, I was gonna go. You know what? When you said interviews, yeah. I started thinking of Criminal Minds. I'm screaming. Like serial killers. Personally, <laughs> I don't want to be in the face of criminals because I will be scared. Can you imagine? I will be very scared. Walk me through your process. So did How you, you well, I cut her legs open. Firstly, I don't want to know all that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the evidence team. I'm not even. I'm just here psychoanalysis. <laughs> don't tell me any of that rubbish because <laughs> I will have nightmares. Even that, I'm like. I think we can close the cycle out here. <laughs> He's guilty. Yeah. That Bye. Man. It's like, I did it. He Case did closed. it. <laughs> Take this man to jail. Don't tell me the detail. How many people did you kill? Seven. Don't tell me how you killed them. Just right. want to know the number. Need to know how many years we got to put you away. Or like, um, what do you call it? Uh, films. 
Oh, 100%. Like film breakdowns. Oh, I'm definitely like, going to get into that. Or like TV breakdowns. Yeah. Like what was the process? 100%. Thoughts? 100%. But anyways, anyways, we have definitely spent five minutes talking about our dreams and aspirations. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, back to building trust. Back to if you are on the process you've decided rather you've decided that okay i want to rebuild my relationship with this person mm. and i want to rebuild trust in our relationship and we've both committed to that how do you actually start hmm i think first of all you need to give it time and space mm. i think sometimes there is a depending on what your position is when you are a perpetrator it can be quite difficult to allow somebody to have their space mm -hmm. and to actually have time to like process things individually but i think it's actually necessary so that folks can actually come back with clarity as yeah. to how they want to proceed because yeah. building trust again can look different to different people and it's about coming together with okay this is my idea of how we're going to proceed with this relationship with other people yeah. and then deciding collectively this is how we're going to do it yeah i think there's also a temptation if you have been um what's the word if you have been wronged there is the temptation to kind of dictate the shots that is very good there is a temptation yeah. to hold that victimhood as part of the identity and part and parcel of the trust building process. Right. You see it all the time in romantic relationships, but we actually see it in a lot of platonic relationships 100%. where folks will be bringing up, you did this to Back me Back in 2019. You when made me you feel said, this way. Lego. If you forgive me, you have to let you it go. You have to let it go. So I think it's so necessary for folks to have their time to overcome to go through their process individually get past the whole victimhood get past the blame as well because if you are a perpetrator you can definitely like you can hold that you can yeah. be like oh man i have to do everything that i can to make this up when it's just like you don't have to become a slave just because you've done wrong people mm. people do wrong all the time and yes maybe this has incurred you know wrath and yes maybe it means that you actually have to do some work but i think it's the letting go and the processing yeah. and the individual time that's actually necessary. But this is after you've had your initial conversation and initial commitment to yeah. we're going to proceed with this. Yeah. Because sometimes for me personally, I like like at least agreeing, okay, we may not necessarily have agreed, you know, this is how we're going to rebuild trust in the next like five to 10 working days. But at least there is an agreement straight off the bat <laughs> that, that so okay. Funny. By the end of this contract, Look, we need to have resolved these issues. This is the then thing. Then we'll have a peer review. Because it's like, how can you rebuild trust and go on the journey of building a relationship back with somebody else when you haven't got a, gotten a commitment from each person that yeah. this is what we actually want to do? Yeah. So once you have that clarity, then I think it's important to everyone for everyone to kind of like go off on their individual separate ways if you can. Or, you know, just have some time and have some space to get clarity, process through things, journal, therapy, however you process through things to really just gain clarity and understanding as to how you yeah. feel, what you think is necessary to proceed. And then it makes it easier for when you do come back to that person, you're not completely blinkered or hijacked by some of your emotions yeah. that can be very destructive. Because yeah. whilst, not to invalidate anyone's feelings, but sometimes our emotions are not in line or in check with our intentions. Ew. So your intention is to rebuild trust, but your emotion of anger is saying, I want to destroy, Ooh, which is why it's so important to good. process your emotions so that your emotions don't hijack the rebuilding process. Mm. 
and process through them. Like, mm. don't just ignore them. Process through them. Because if you don't, then that anger is going to manifest itself in the smaller moments, right? Exactly. You'll be out with your friend trying to rebuild trust. You're out having dinner. All of a sudden, yeah. you hate the way that she clashes her fork against yeah. the plate. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, these things can really pop up at any moment. And you have to realize that now that you're... How do I say this? Now that you're rededicated to rebuilding this relationship, there's actually a requirement now of you. That's why like making this decision is actually not easy because Mm. like you said, you can't choose to live in the victimhood Mm. anymore. And Mm. at some point you have to let this person free of (laughs) punishment. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And you may actually end up doing more harm to the relationship than the original offense. Mm. So like that example you said, now everything your friend is doing is pissing you off. Your reaction to that out of your anger, out of the thing that she did wrong is actually going to do more harm to your relationship. And it may have her turning around and being more pissed at you. Mm. And suddenly you've gone from victim him to villain Mm. and if you're not careful and you don't regulate your emotions to be to stop you from doing that and to stop you from eternally punishing your friend or your your partner whoever your parent whoever you're not gonna have a leg to stand on not even in fact you're just gonna be on your back (laughs) back or your belly somewhere you're gonna be on your back or your belly yeah and i think one of the best ways Things I think one of the best things to remember is you are both victim and villain. Yeah. So whilst you are the victim in one relationship, you are a villain in somebody else's story. Or you could easily become. Or you could easily become. And in that, you know, affect regulation, it's about understanding that you actually stand in both positions. Mm. So grace actually does need to be afforded, especially when both parties have actually committed mm. to rebuilding. Once you make that commitment, that means you have to check yourself. Yeah. If it was before and you guys have not spoken about like you want to continue with this relationship or anything, you are well within your right to be eternally pissed. Yeah. But the moment that both of you decide, look, a wrong was a, has occurred here you know the person has apologized you've accepted the apology and you both want to move on Mm. you no longer have any leg to stand on you no longer have any kind of you know justification Mm. to hold on to those emotions or um those unprocessed feelings because those were markers of the past yeah yes they may pop up punishment precisely yes they may pop up here and there but the onus is on you to handle that you cannot eternally punish Mm. other people and you also cannot be eternally punished Mm. so if you are in the position of you know formally being the wrongdoer you also need to check your friend if they are continually punishing you or continually moving mad because there are some people they will hold on to offenses 100 percent, they can be bitter very very bitter but i think it's important to have a degree of understanding though Mm. and so bring it up as a conversation of okay babes i know i did this to you and it may and like you expressed to me it did hurt you but you're hurting me now and it's it's actually impeding our ability to rebuild this relationship i have understanding because i did hurt you like you're Mm -hmm. not trying to invalidate anybody's feelings you're not trying to gaslight anybody either because you did the wrong you know but at the end of the day if we're gonna move forward Mm. you can't keep you can't keep doing this and this is affecting the relationship in this way and sometimes forgiving people is the beginning of a series of very difficult conversations because and i think we've all experienced it Mm. things don't go back to normal straight away Mm. you know it can actually take months before you feel like you've let things go and i think that's very fair i don't think we're, we're not saying you know 
you've I forgive you let it all go you know mm. that's not how it works like I said it doesn't take five to ten working days to forget <laughs> I think it's more of a thing of okay time is evolving time is elapsing and maybe we're not as close as we were before you know but I need you to give me room I need you to give me a degree of understanding because even though I've forgiven you I am still hurt and I have still got those scars and those scars take time to heal mm. but I am trying to heal and the more you commit yourself to bitterness the 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 um the more you commit yourself to bitterness the less committed you are to actual healing you need to allow yourself to let that go and at least be letting it go and letting yeah. that be a process and it doesn't mean forget you know I have so many scars on my body because my skin is useless <laughs> um I can never forget that I got that bite I can never forget that however I won't remind myself of it daily you know it doesn't pain me anymore yeah, yeah. but I do still live with it you know you can remember mm. but are you still hurt that's different that's good Ooh, you can remember that's good you remember i have one stupid scar on my leg <laughs> from when i was like nine and it's still there yeah 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 it's always the childhood ones when you're doing all sorts of rubbish and you know that you and have sometimes i see it and like, you know it's even hard to forget unless i keep reminding this is actually a word for someone mm. unless i keep reminding myself where i got the scar i'll actually forget yeah do you get what yeah, i mean like someone yeah. will ask you oh well, i'm sure in t- 10 years i'll not remember like yeah. if my kids asked me oh mom where'd you get that scar? i got a clue don't I ask me tell you that was too long ago do you get what i mean that was too long ago unless daily i keep reminding myself i got this pain here yeah. i got this pain here yeah and we i think sometimes we do that to ourselves mm. right we do that to other people mm. you know we have a reaction to something or you know our mind something happens and then mm, we're reminded mm-hmm. and we keep holding onto it and keep reminding ourselves to the point where we can't forget even though the scar is healed and it's like enough time has actually passed this is not affecting who you are because you've reminded yourself so often of what that oh, person what? has done you'll never forget it's like picking at a scab and it's like just let it heal let and it give it the adequate time it needs to heal don't rush it mm. but stop picking at it mm-hmm. stop tampering with it stop uncovering it all the time if this thing is in the past and it's dead close the tomb move Mm, on mm. that's good that's good wow that was a great analogy yeah because there's so many scars i'm really thinking about my body i'm like damn i've got so many ridiculous scars it's ridiculous from gallivanting when i was younger proper why do why are kids like that i think we're looking for entertainment you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah kids be finding entertainment anyway and i love that i actually love that you'd actually think because back then entertainment was free yeah (sighs) you know man that cost of living was zilch well for us anyway for us yeah but even parents you give your child a cardboard box there you go there you go make it a spaceship do you get what i mean (laughs) it's like this is the best thing i've ever received man life now you gotta buy me an apple watch Bruh, even the kids of today, Sha, they'll be looking, I want a phone. I want, I want an iPad. Back in the day, we were happy going outside. Into the garden. Into it, the garden. Actually, we didn't even have gardens. I had a balcony. <laughs> I had a balcony. I had a balcony. As soon as you felt that warm air, or oh, not warm, let me, ooh, it was, It's London, grounded away. As soon as you living. felt air, <laughs> warm, there's nothing warm about London. <laughs> It was like, oh, this is magical. Everything that it could be. Get a blanket, get a you piece know, of paper, get a crayon. 
anything. And anything we're just like, is possible. Sometimes we a need VHS. to bring back. We need to bring back that um, a little childlike DVD. imagination, boy. You know, because boy. Um, what great times what great times what great times so now that we've spoken about okay that's the beginning process i kind of wanted to end this episode because i think there's no play for play on like what it looks like it can be mad awkward in the beginning it will be in fact there we go it actually will be in fact and i think our capacity to rebuild relationships rests on how comfortable we can get with discomfort Mm. Because okay. I think there's like, there's going to be times where things have to be addressed and you have to get comfortable with knowing that even though in the present, this is going to sting. Yeah. things. It's kind of like putting like ointment on a cut. Yeah. I know it's going to sting, but it's actually good that we do this. Yeah. And it means that you actually get better with time. But yeah, things will be very awkward just to let you guys know. Because sometimes, you know, when you listen to these things about like mending relationships and stuff like that and they paint it as all hunky-dory and things will be okay once you, you know, articulate yourself and communicate, actually things will might not be okay yeah. for a bit. It might be awkward. Yeah. You might actually, even in the rebuilding process, actually, you might still be butting heads. You might still be Because things heads. are very, that like there's still, we don't talk about that tender period mm. of, I've forgiven you, yeah, we're rebuilding, but the, the wound is still open. I still might be not careful. like you. Be very careful, you tread lightly, like tread carefully. And I think that's where self-awareness really does come into it because mm. now you, as the offender, have to be aware that I, because of my offense, have changed the feng shui. Yeah. The dynamic has yeah. changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I now need to navigate around that. And I think that's actually, um, we talked a lot about what you, the person who has forgiven, can do. However, if you are the offender, there is a responsibility on you now yep. to navigate the rocky terrain you've created. <laughs> the rocky terrain. Yeah. The, um, what do you call it? It's like the cobbled stones. Yeah, Cambridge. 100%. Cobbled stones. You're acting like Oxford doesn't have it. <laughs> um, it's You have to now navigate that mm. and you've got to do it well. And that's your duty because you created it. This instability was created by you or this yeah. insecurity or this uh, lack of trust yeah. or the awkwardness was actually created by you. The yeah. least you could do is at least try and navigate it well and not get frustrated at the fact that the road is no longer straight. Yeah. And you have to try. You know, those jokes you, you made before to. don't make me laugh. I don't want to laugh at your jokes. Hee hee ha ha. In you're fact, a clown. It's one wow. of the ones where you know when you make a joke and you know it slaps. Don't press the issue. Just be like, you know what? Today I leave crusty at home. <laughs> you know you better put your clown <laughs> shoes outside of this you house know, or at least try to be on your best behavior oh, that's so you funny know? and i think a lot as, as crazy <laughs> as it but it's true do you know what i mean you've pissed me off i know i've allowed you in my house but don't do something to don't, don't overstep be, don't bring your clown shoes because you're on you're on tough or like when unstable. you try to unstable ground or like when you try to well i'm shouting like i've got the <laughs> capacity um or like when you try to be too familiar, it's like just don't go there yet. <sighs> you know, just don't, don't, don't. You know, Do you like know, part of the rebuilding process, I think, is over is like basically treating this relationship as new. new. There's new things that you need to learn about that person because I think that sometimes transgressions in relationships yeah. occur due to over familiarity. Mm-hmm. So really, oh, we need to talk one day. <laughs> Probably in the book because I have so much to say Ooh. about overfamiliarity. But go on. Damn, overfamiliarity and proximity can sometimes make us assume that we can overstep boundaries. Yeah. It's not even just that. Oh, I know this person, but it's more so uh, because I know this person, I'm gonna take advantage of the fact that I know this person 
and transgress their boundaries. Yeah. And it's like, now that you've done this, you've actually taken such a step back in terms of your proximity to that person that you now actually have to pursue that person mm. again as if this was fresh. 100%. Because clearly you don't know the person 100%. as well as you thought, you, you, thought did, you did. If you're transgressing their boundaries and, also, and it had this result. You cannot be entitled to your position in someone's life. That's another, oh, that's good. I can oh. remove you from your position. And if I remove you from your position, you will have to requalify. You will. If you get kicked out of a school, they're going to make you interview again to come back. We know you. Yeah, you got it the first time. Okay, but things have changed. Things have changed. And you've changed. And we've changed. And based on your past performance, we need to reassess you. So don't get comfortable. Just because you got in don't mean you can't be kicked out. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfy. And friendships are the worst places where people like feel comfortable getting comfortable 100% they get comfortable too quickly as well Mm. all of a sudden that's the person precisely that's the person I go to when I'm you know stressed that's the person I'm calling at 2am that's the person and sometimes it's not an intentional crossing of somebody's boundary most times it's not most times it's actually just forgetfulness Mm -hmm. lack of intentionality Uh sometimes it's laziness self-obsession oh main character or self-centered exactly and all of a sudden you find yourself sleepwalking into third position. 100%. Instead of first. Uh, 100%. It's like, um, you know the tortoise and the hare? Mm. You're the hare that fell asleep before mm. the finish line. Because you got too confident. Complacent. Complacency is a killer. Complacent. Relationship we are killer. so complacent when it comes to our friends. We don't pursue our friends. We don't do things with our friends in the same way. Let a romantic partner enter into the scene, boy. And that's the thing. We're... Qu- well, not that we're quick, but there's so... I wouldn't say... Yeah, I think it's less so about the fact that we're quick to do it. There's so much literature mm. around date nights, re-sparking the flame. Your friendships actually require the same thing. And I think because we're more so... Um, obviously, I think friendships do require a bit less commitment yeah, than a, sure. a, like a monogamous, like me and my partner or whatever. Um, however, I think when you do decide you have these really special friends who you really do love you do have to do some work that commitment requires mm. and unfortunately i think we've been socialized to just believe that the friendship turnover rate is too high i just think I it's agree. entirely too high and as soon as fr- friendships present any kind of challenges kind of like ah you don't serve me anymore onto the next because we because we think there's an infinite amount of people um i don't need to stay here for your for for your wahala but at the same time it's like how often can you really change your friendship group that's exhausting and also continually changing your friendship group says more about you than it does about people yeah right yeah so i agree and that's pretty much what the whole book is like premised on but also this whole sisterhood doing the work required for friendship um and yeah we're all on these personal development journeys but it doesn't absolve us of the fact that life is not meant to be done alone Mm. and if you're journeying with other people it's going to require some effort and not everyone is going to be a romantic a romantic partner for sure you know so how are you treating your family how are you treating your friends how are you treating your colleagues work has to be done babe it doesn't always have to be hard but at least you know it's work (laughs) it's labor and it's hard but it's worth it it is it always is but it's worth it and i think that's like another 
I didn't even say my question. We just got into another yeah, co- did, part of the did, conversation. My, no, it's fine. Ahead. It's fine. It was a very good point. Like it was actually necessary. I think it's, my question was actually, what are some of the things you need to pay attention to you? Mm as you rebuild mm. so you've started rebuilding and now you're on this journey however mm. long it takes to repair your friendship let's say me and you yeah we've had a bit of a tiff, and it's like you know what renee has said she forgives me yeah now we're rebuilding our friendship things are going okay what are the things we just need to pay attention to that could either mm. be a threat or signs that we're moving in the right direction signs i'm gonna start with the threats and then end on something no nice worries. and good so threats i would say Pay attention to the way that you actually engage with each other post rebuilding process. I think the kind of threats that we look for are ones that seem like super insidious. So, Mm. you know, active attempts to like derail progress and stuff like that. But I think other threats could be if you've rebuilt a relationship that doesn't have the same level of like comforts that you once shared with the person insofar as if you are an offender if you find yourself feeling like you're walking on eggshells around the person then that's a threat because you no longer it's a it shows that even in the attempts to rebuild you haven't quite got there in terms of intimacy so if you're feeling uncomfortable around the person y'all need to have a conversation or you might just need to like within yourself you need to let it go because when you've offended someone or even if it's unintentional you can be holding on to that as like a oh my goodness i need to make sure that i I treat them in the way that they need to be treated and respected. But I think you also need to understand that this is a relationship of two parties, which means that even though you have offended, it doesn't neglect, it doesn't um, neglect from the fact that you two need nurture. You two Mm. need to feel comfortable in this relationship. So pay attention to how you're feeling in terms of levels of intimacy. I would also say pay attention to um, the actions and the behaviors that both of you are sharing when yeah. in each other's presence, yeah. both in public, but also in private. Yes. Because sometimes. Boy. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know, those folks who will be acting up in public, yeah. but in private will be, you know, everything is fine. There's yeah. no problem. Or ETC, vice versa. Or vice versa, right? Where you're in public, everything is cool. But the moment you get in private, it's I like. I can't stand you. I'm not trying to be around you. I can't stand you. The sound of you breathing pisses Stop me it. off. <laughs> <laughs> not the sound of you breathing you know the ones where you have to hold your breath have you ever been in that kind of situation <laughs> where it's like there's so much tension if i even breathe same pim it's curtains it's actually curtains don't know how just don't know what to do um <coughs> another thing i would say to be aware of is Ooh, i cough so hard i think i even shifted <laughs> oh my goodness me i do smiles <laughs> oh wow <laughs> oh my goodness sickness, I would say is, the, sickness is demonic it's the worst anyway thing. it's actually the worst thing in the whole world um i would say pay attention to your um conflicts after your initial commitment to rebuild mm. how is your conflict resolution like now post the big event really good. because there will be things that challenge you people think that okay rebuilding is just going to be up and up and up and up actually there's going to be more tensions there's still going to be you know conflict how has your conflict resolution changed in response to your efforts to rebuild Excellent. and if things 
are still bad and in fact getting worse then Mm. yo that's a flag not just for your relationship but also compatibility can Mm. you guys continue with this so definitely pay attention to conflict resolution and pay attention to effort yeah the effort of each person in these relationships is so important because yes you may be clashing but at the bare minimum if folks are not putting in effort yeah that's a fundamental difference that you have to contend with effort precedes everything even in terms of you know techniques and strategies it's one thing to have like a strategy that doesn't quite work for you too but it's another thing to be dealing with someone who actually does not want to be in communion with you it is isn't it the worst thing when it feels like you're the one that's putting in all the effort and the other person is just there like mm-hmm, okay. i'm telling you that's why you have to the first thing the the precursor to this we can rebuild but are we gonna match each other's energy because mm, i'm not energy. gonna be doing the majority of the work it's just not happening. It's just not happening. Um, so even those, if you, sorry, go for it. And this, could, the frustration falls on both sides. Even if you were the offender, mm. it can be very frustrating to constantly have to be the one rebuilding the relationship. I'm gonna need cooperation. Yeah, and that's <laughs> not yeah. that. That's the fundamental thing. Yeah. Are you going to be cooperative? There's some that aren't. There really are some. And I can't, I can't force you. I can't coerce you. I can't beat you. I can't blackmail you. I cannot Not beg blackmail you. you. I cannot cry you into Bruh. being cooperative. Bruh. Do you want me or not? And if not, let me go. Dick, please. Let me go. I'll miss you, but I can't stay in this prison. I can't. Slave. Oh, God. So those are some of the, the threats that I would look out for. Yeah. In terms of the more hunky-dory and happy things to the look green out for. Flag. The green The green flags would essentially be a lot of the opposites to the threats that we named. So mm. in terms of conflict resolution, are you finding it a lot easier to have conflicts that are resolved quickly mm. and effectively and efficiently in a way that respects both parties? Mm. Um, when it comes to intimacy, do you feel a renewed sense of intimacy yeah. um, with that person? Do you yeah. feel like you can come to them and talk to them? Do you feel better about your relationship? Because sometimes when boundaries are crossed and you start the rebuilding process, it's actually in hindsight, part of a really, really important growth, like, part of your journey as Mm. friends yes it didn't necessarily have to happen but sometimes post you know arguments disagreements and boundary breaking that's the time that a lot of people actually grow closer because they use that rather than to you know break down relationships they actually use that as an opportunity to grow um closer yeah so how much intimacy are you seeing as a result of both efforts to really like plod along with this relationship Mm. do you feel as though your efforts are being matched that you are and you yourself do you feel like you're giving enough energy to this relationship do you feel like you are actively trying to mend and rebuild and listen um, and be somebody that is an active participant of this relationship are you feeling lighter how do you even feel because you know sometimes those relationships that just when they're not going well it hangs on your heart it wait like there's so much research around like how um poor relationships or Mm. bad communication can have such detrimental impacts on you um physically Mm. how do you feel physically Mm. do you feel free do you feel free but sometimes the answer to that is actually yes and you realize i actually feel better when you're not here that's actually very valid You know that song? Oh, I'm just thinking. 
Something inside so strong. <laughs> is that the song you're singing whilst you're in this relationship? It's more so the fact that like, especially if you forgave someone, not in haste, mm. but out of obligation, mm. or you actually did think I can move past yeah. this. But sometimes <laughs> I think there are maybe a few cases where you're rebuilding a relationship and maybe there is an opportunity then for absence or distance. And then you realize I actually prefer the distance. Mm. I thought we could rebuild. It's like what you were saying in the beginning. I thought we could rebuild what we once had. Yeah. But now I've realized I actually want something different. So even though we have been trying to rebuild and maybe we have been both putting in the same effort, I don't even think it's that this relationship isn't repairable. I actually think I've changed. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And now I'm happier without you. Or I'm happier with greater distance. Yeah. And that's okay. It's like, tough. Like when you you relegate a friend to an acquaintance. Yeah. And it's kind of like, no, we're not as close anymore. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of us have had that. Sometimes it's mm. not even out of, you know, offenses. Sometimes it's just time, distance. Yeah. yeah. We're not as close anymore. And I actually don't want to... F- Force yeah. a friendship with you because upon review, we're not actually compatible. Not upon review, sis said I brought out my white sheets and said, Yeah, after up, the probationary. Re- yeah, period, it's, it's not going to work. This is not working not for us. Work. But yeah, these things are hard, man. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I, I think another thing to pay attention to is the fact that, like, You can't keep hanging at something that's... You can't keep holding on to something that is dying. (laughs) I know it sounds funny, but really (laughs) and truly, if we take time to think, something's just run its course. Yeah. And it could be that the reason why you even needed forgiveness in the first place, you might not have even wanted forgiveness. You might have changed. You might not have even perceived anything as an offense. As an offense. You may now be just being you yeah you know and even though i've told you this violated my boundaries this might be the person you want to be and it might not even have been wrong you know i'm thinking in the sense that like we think sometimes people there's perceived offenses yeah do you know i mean you didn't actually intend to hurt me but this thing which you consider normal i consider it offensive yeah and now I've told you, I don't like when you do X, Y, Z. But now you're thinking, I actually don't want to change into the person you're saying that you need. Incompatibility. Incompatibility. Don't don't try and force something to work. Yeah. And don't actually try and force somebody to change. Especially if it's into somebody they don't want they to be. They don't want to be. Oh man, hanging on to something that is dying. It's dead. It is. You gotta let it go, man. There's lots of people around. Especially because of sentimentality. Oh, that's the worst one. You know? No, oh, but we were close and it, yeah, okay. in the past. You've got the ago. memories, it's beautiful. You had a great time. Take it, run with it. And be going. In the opposite direction. Yeah, and be going. 100%. Pack it in. Bye. You were great. Hasta la vista. Say hi to your mom on the way out. Yeah. You know, happy birthday, Merry Christmas. Yeah, I, I might even still come to these functions. We're just not. Maybe not. And that's all right. But anyway, sis, my throat wants to give way. So um, 
we hope that this conversation <laughs> has actually been helpful. We hope you feel free. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or maybe you feel more confused. It's all right. We're going to work it out together. Yeah, we'll you know, come out. back next week. We'll work it out. If you're thinking you know. of binning your friends, that's okay. That's okay. We're building the community here. So you maybe can, you can find new ones. Yeah. And if you... You might even bump into some of the old ones. <laughs> You've been trying to... Not a reunion. <laughs> no, but that could happen. Could you imagine? 100%. Hey, I'm here looking for a new... Si- <coughs> hey. Especially if they're like... <laughs> you used to be a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> How are you in the system? How do you even... Fam, that's when you have to actually start the friendship entirely afresh. 100%. And you have to like let people go. You have to let it's people hard. like free so of their past. A hundred percent, but they've changed. That's why they're in the sisterhood. Let them let them be free. And I think that's actually something to be said about like just because someone wasn't good for you doesn't mean they're not good. No, but what if they were b- actually bad people? They might have changed though. Affairs. Do you get what I mean? Okay, you're not friends with me anymore. Oh no, that's not bad. <laughs> you're going to you prison know, i was thinking in my head like imagine if your friend stole like money money from you, from you. Yeah. you're a criminal you have a criminal past that needs to be discussed <laughs> sorry oh that's a whole nother like what do you call it episode what information do you disclose i was literally about was to <laughs> ask yeah if you were to make a friend with someone would you want them to disclose that they have a criminal past yes hundred but how do you bring that up in conversation uh you know do you what were you doing summer 2020 i was i was you know starting a business what were you doing i was in jail from one i was in jail you have to do never have i ever and then have a list of things that you want to ask oh never have i ever stolen 5k from my friend's account (laughs) (laughs) and then look around like but would you be mad if you're a person you were getting to know yeah didn't reveal that to you what actually i think what stage do you reveal that Mm. we need to have a whole conversation actually about transparency because i think um it's something that has to be done with tact and wisdom yeah and i i think whilst you should require vulnerability from people i also think there's a duty on you to create a good environment where people are safe but i think that happens over time yeah that's the, the trick so there is an, I think there is a conversation that needs to be had about how friendships evolve mm. and when and how you know that you are comfortable enough to really reveal your truth. Because I don't think that's something you should share with everyone. What at, if, at, and a, the thing at is, anyone time. could be anything. They could have been a gangbanger. Money launderer. A drug kingpin. Oh, not James St. Patrick. They could, Damn, that man was fine though. They could have, you know, I don't know, grievously assaulted somebody. Listen, GBH. <laughs> some people have that one looming like it's Bro, it's just parking tickets. They might have been a petty thief. What if it's a crime that they weren't caught for? Oh. Or like repeated offenses that they weren't caught for. Back in the day, you could do a full CRB check on people 100%. based on who they know. 100%. Now everybody is meeting on the, the net. The interweb. That's why things like Tinder and Hinge can be so dangerous because yeah. you actually don't know who you're meeting it's unless they true. know somebody you know. It's very true. It's very true. The same with friends. Some friends could be crazy. Boy. Some of them could be swindlers on the internet. Oh, so... 
Anyways, that's a whole nother a conversation. A whole conversation. But yes, it's truly, we do hope that you have enjoyed this conversation. Definitely talk to us in the comments here on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at To My Sisterhood to join the conversation, all right? And you can follow us individually at Renee Kapuku in the lovely uh, V-neck jumper and at CD Barton, who's also in the V-neck jumper. Look at that. Twenty. We even cream. both wear glasses now. Are we morphing? <laughs> Are we morphing? <laughs> morphing is such a funny <laughs> word to me. <laughs> it's like, are you gonna see us with like one of my hands and then one of Courtney's legs oh my God. or something? But yes, sis, please follow us on all socials as well at To My Sisterhood on mm-hmm. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We want to be in conversation with you and we want to know what you have to say about this particular episode. Yes. And don't forget that the Vision 22 challenge is still live. Use that hashtag Vision 22 on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and take yourself out on a solo date. Who knows? You might even be reimbursed for that date with that 100 GBP in war. So make sure you do that and sign up for our mailing list for our growing and glowing tips on a weekly basis you can do this if you are listening to this on youtube it will be in the description below if you're listening on apple or spotify it will be in the show notes yeah which is also where you can rate us four or five stars five stars or if you're really feeling like you want to be one of those yeah. crazy girls if you want to do this <laughs> not the you're a crazy girl oh my god look at you crazy girl crazy ooh. No, crazy. Listen, what, what's the word uh, contrarian <laughs> you know contrary you want to be contrary you can rate us different. four stars however <laughs> less than four stars you already know the deal baby send us an email send us an inquiry hello at tmysisters.com <laughs> Oh, and also a reminder, if you do have a dilemma, please, please, please send it to dilemmas at, at to my sisterhood.com. That is the only place we... sisters.com. It's okay. Not this information of the masses. <laughs> send it to dilemmas <laughs> at to my sisters.com. Sorry, I got your back. Something like that. This is why you need a court. Not mine though, somebody else. <laughs> um, sisters, we love you. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Until then. Ugh. It's all right. <laughs> Sisters, okay. <laughs> you're gonna get it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long couple of years. I'm telling you, sisters. We hope you enjoyed the episode. As per- no, no, I'm just gonna wrap it. <laughs> no, Renee, I no. can't. My, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the capacity. Sisters, we'll catch you in another episode next week. Until then, keep glowing and growing. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That was the enemy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 